you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Shaq, thanks for having me on the show, Big Shaq. I got out of practice to come talk to you. Somebody, I did you really? I, somebody, I said, man, what time it is? It was like 3 or 5. I said, I got, a, I got a show to do with Shaq. Damashek football program available on iTunes and at davedamashek.nfl.com. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. What's going down? I hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to the Dave Damashek football program, available as always on iTunes, Stitcher, and NFL.com/slash/shek. <laughs> Boy, we are loaded for bear on this show as week six has now arrived. The Thursday night game kicks off in uh, just a few minutes from now. In the meantime, we are going to be kibitzing, making our red challenge flag picks for you, telling you who's going to win the most compelling matchups, um, awaiting our eyeballs on Sunday and Monday. We'll look forward to that. Also, as always, really looking forward to catching up with one of our very favorites, Swagga, Ike Taylor, number 24, shelved currently with that uh, nasty arm injury, but looking forward to getting him back on, out on the field with the Steelers. He won't be out there to play the Browns in a fascinating game coming up. Among the many games, like I say, we'll break those down with Elliot Harrison in just a little bit. We'll do some coin flips. I bet you the Browns and Steelers will be discussed there a little bit, as will Eagles and Giants, so on and so forth, Patriots, Bills, all these things to talk about and Eric Weddle of the San Diego Chargers. I'm looking forward to kibitzing with this fella, by all accounts, a character. In the meantime, speaking of characters, let's say hello to a man who started his life in London, England, and didn't find it to his liking. So he jumped on a ship and made his way to these United States where he is very much in love with our brand of pro football. It's Handsome Hank. He's handsome Hank from England, handsome from England. He's handsome Hank from England, handsome from England. He's handsome Hank from England, handsome from England. His name is Handsome Hank. He's handsome Hank, he's handsome Hank, he's handsome Hank. Hello, handsome, how are you? I'm very well indeed, thank you, Dave. Yes. I would like to say for the people listening from London, I have no problems with London. You I, do I like enjoy it. the city and I, I am a big fan of the UK. I just happened to move here because I also, as you say, love this brand of football. Is that an English accent that I heard? That's right. Yes, it is. Uh, where, where, we got to get Terrence Newman already. We, I've been saying for so long we need Terrence Newman Terrence back Newman, shoot. I can't believe it. We talked we, with him in front of 2013 and he legitimately was considering retiring at the time. Now here he is, and you watch the Bengals, who obviously are a relevant playoff team right now, and he's in on big plays all the time. Right. Yeah, we got a kibitz with him. And if you had him on this show, it could be even more of a DB extravaganza. Can you because imagine? If you've got what if we Weddle, had Weddle, Ike, Ike Terrence? T-New. I think that's what we called him. T-New, yeah. That's yeah. exactly right. Here's the dream, Black Tie. You know this. The show 
would be we get Ike Taylor, we get A.J. Hawk, we get Terrence Newman, and we say our goodnights. We just sit and we and we figure it all out week after week. We just we just figure out what's going on in pro football, and then there will be no need for anyone else to attempt to do the same. It'll, do, do me a favor, Dave. Could you reel off those three names again? A.J. Hawk. Damon Shrek's a genius. Terrence Newman. Is that an English accent that I heard? And Sway Ike Taylor. Man, the poop is these Samoan cookies. <laughs> <laughs> out of context i think that's the most damning one yeah. so anyway we'll talk with all of those guys in just a I remember we'll talk to to uh, ike in just a little bit and like i say some coin flip things boy i'll tell you it's something we talked about in august if gronkowski and percy harvin are healthy they can make the biggest impact more of an impact than any rookie or any free agent signing we're seeing signs of that in week five so that's going to be a coin flip item as well but Black tie is waving his arms back there. We we got Eric Weddle on the line. Eric Weddle is on the line. Go to the interview. So all right, so I'm gonna so we're gonna do that now, and then we'll come back afterwards, and uh, and we'll get into these picks there, handsome. So sit tight if you sounds will. sounds good to me. All right. Oh, and also we've got a, we got the stats segment coming up here in just a few minutes too mm. with our pal Drew Christensen, a rising star. On Go the to Eric Weddle. Go to Eric Weddle. All right. So you could have said that in the first place. First, I, whispering in my ear is only a distraction. Go to Eric Weddle. you got to get to Eric Weddle. He's waiting on the line. What do you do? Go to Eric Weddle. Okay. Okay. Here he is. One of the good guys of the NFL. Witness the fact that he just joined up with London Bella Designs to create Eric Weddle's collection of game day jewelry. It's Eric Weddle. What's the poop, fella? What's up? What's up? What's up? Oh, well, you know, your fortunes, the San Diego Chargers fortunes. And let me start by saying up front, congratulations on the hot start and congratulations on me in the preseason picking you guys to win the AFC West. Oh, man, you're you're right on. That's good karma for us and you. So hopefully we can keep it going. Yeah, looking good so far. And we'll kibitz about it in a second here. But in the meantime, I think you've emerged now over the last couple of years as having the foremost beard in the NFL. Who stands out to you? Do you feel as I do that Ryan Fitzpatrick is just stealing your bit? <laughs> well, I mean, Kiesel stands alone yes. above all else in That's the true. beard land. But uh, Fitzpatrick's trying to make a run, uh, a run at it. Mm-hmm. But I think I hold the throne at number two and slowly creeping up to number one. How do we feel about Kyle Orton's mustache? <laughs> uh, he's got a ways to go. <laughs> and Andrew Luck's neck beard. Oh, man, Andrew Luck's got a plethora of years to catch us. Yeah, you know, it's curious. Can Philip Rivers grow a uh, – uh, does he have facial hair? He seems like one of those guys who couldn't grow a beard if he tried. Yeah, he's, he couldn't grow. I think it would take him a lifetime to grow. Uh, a shade of a beard. Uh, you can grow a good, good-looking mustache, though. So Kiesel is your number one, if I'm hearing you correctly. Then yes, yeah, okay. he's 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 the the ring bearer for sure. Then Eric Weddle, and then everybody else. All right, let's yes. talk. Let's talk about. Like I say, I like you guys to win this AFC West. The offense is humming. The defense is is uh, doing its part. What do you does Mike McCoy, who obviously was the OC up in Denver, does he come in to the defensive room and tell you guys, or did he when he first arrived? This is what Peyton likes to do. I know, I know all his secrets, and this is how we can slow him down. Uh not really. Uh, honestly, we've we've played against Peyton uh, a number of times, and and we've had success, and he's also gotten us. So uh we played him like he was a division over the last you know seven eight years we played him i think six times before he got to denver five or six times so mm-hmm. we uh we know the system we know where he likes to run and and the checks and whatnot so he kind of just reinforced what we already knew and it gave us uh, some tidbits being on the inside but uh coach pagano and the coaching staff and myself and the older guys have played against him a bunch of time i had a good idea of, of what he is and what he's all about Tell me this. This will sound, because it is a pretty, uh, you know, basic question, but Peyton Manning seems to me to not be able to practically push the ball 30 yards downfield. I mean, he can't do it uh, in the way that Matt Stafford or Joe Flacco or Aaron Rodgers can get it done. 
What? What is it? Why, why can't? Why don't defenses just stack up the line and dare him to throw the ball over the head? Why is that hard to do? Well, they, he still, you know, he can't throw it 60, 70 yards, but, you know, really you don't need to uh, do those kinds of things to still be effective. Uh, what he does is he's extremely accurate. He's precision. He knows where to go with the ball. He knows where the one-on-one matchups are. Uh, if he try, if he wants to get the ball to the field, he goes, you know, up the sideline and in a 15-yard, you know, 15, 20-yard fade route turns into an 80-yard touchdown like he did last week. So he can definitely push the ball up the field. He still has all the tools and uh, effectiveness to, to be the best quarterback in the league, and it's always a, a challenge and uh, rightfully so to try to uh, harness that when we play against them. Well, you guys shut out the Jets last week, and Mike Vick has since said, I'm sure you've heard, that he wasn't prepared. He had no idea that he was going to get into the game, which is uh, which is kind of weird. Do you guys prepare for the backup, especially in a case like this where the starter has been dicey so far? Do, do you guys talk for 10 minutes or for at any point during the week? Like, we might see Vick here, so we better be prepped for him. Well, it's... It- it would have been a challenge if they were, you know, two different types of quarterbacks who ran two different styles of offenses, but they're pretty much the same guy. Uh, they're going to run the same stuff, zone reads. Uh, they're both going to run around when they can. And that really didn't uh, – we didn't really waste much time on each quarterback. We were preparing for their offense and really just focusing on us and what we needed to get better and, and going out there and playing a, a nice game. Um, and uh, you also took down, again, I'm patting myself on the back, Eric Weddle, um, because I picked you guys to defeat the uh, the Seahawks when no one else did. So Ryan Clark, your fellow safety, just got an up-close look at those Seahawks and said Russell Wilson's the best player that we've seen so far. Who's the best player you've seen so far? Uh, shoot, the best player I've seen uh, this year? Uh... Shoot, Philip Rivers. I see him every day in practice. There so, you go. Uh, I'm a little biased, but the way he's playing and, and running the show and the confidence and the way we're protecting him, uh, there isn't one, anyone playing the, the position better than him right now, in my opinion. But uh, other than that, shoot, I can go around each team. I mean, each team has great players, and you have to scheme and try to stop or, or at least uh, uh, limit their their uh, big plays as much as possible. So. You know, if I, if you want me to go around each team, I can. But no, I don't listen. Everyone. You know what, Eric Weddle? I would typically, because, you know, listen, you and I are just meeting over the phone, but one of our rules here on the show is no jive. But I, I in most situations, I would say that's jive. You can't name your teammate, but Phil Rivers has been the best player in the league so <laughs> far. And I think he probably, if they voted today, they would vote him to be the MVP. Um but, you know, something that we don't see, that we see, you know, something you did a lot at Utah was play both sides of the ball. And now Devin Hester has emerged a little bit there. And uh, in Atlanta, he's making some plays. Do you ever go to Mike McCoy and say, get me out there with Phil Rivers and the gang? I can make plays for you, coach, especially once you lose not just Ryan Matthews and Donald Brown gets a little banged up. I know the kid's looking good, but how about Weddle? Ah. Oh, my my days on offense are long gone. I left them up in Salt Lake City, so that that's what the professionals are for. Uh, but shoot, if we keep getting running backs down, who knows? They might just have to throw me in there to block or throw my throw my uh, body in there to buy Phil some time, which I'll be more than willing to do. No, no, no! Don't be modest. You made the decisive play in Week 17 for your Chargers when you took that uh, when you took the punt for the first down there. You can yeah, still yeah, get it you know, done. I do have some running skills. No yes. denying that. But, uh, you know, just whatever helps the team. If that's what they want to do, then I'll roll with it. But I'm sure there's some uh, other guys that can handle that job. I'd <laughs> like to see this. I'd like to see you out there. Listen, you ha- your your senior year wasn't jive at Utah. I think that uh, you, you do have a little something left uh, in the tank on offense. What about <laughs> you're a SoCal guy. Then you go to Utah, of course. But now you're back in Southern California playing down there for San Diego. You must be fascinated as a football fan and as a SoCal native and as a Charger by all this noise that 
two out of three teams and you're in that mix, the Chargers, Raiders, and Rams are all being discussed as moving to L.A. What are your thoughts about all that, about L.A. getting a team, about the Chargers maybe being one of them, so on and so forth? Oh, shoot, man. I haven't even really heard about it or thought twice about it. When you're, when you're uh, playing week to week, you're, you're so focused on your opponent and trying to figure out a way to play well each week that that hasn't crossed my mind. And I hope we stay in San Diego. We've got a great fans and cities, and uh, I really don't really have true sense about it because I can't control whether we go or not. So if our owner says we're moving, then I'll pack myself up and <laughs> head up there and go work up there. All right. The Rams it is. We can agree on that, and that'll be a fun <laughs> Southern California rivalry to have between two Navy and uh, gold teams there. Last thing, I loved in the offseason that Brandon Flowers has a number of places he could go, but he decides to go – to the to stay in the division so he can stick it to the Chiefs. How galvanizing has that been for someone like you? We got to get the Chiefs. We got to win this division because Brandon Flowers. We 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 he deserves it. It's a reckoning to these Chiefs. Yeah. Well, Flo has been an uh, uh, amazing addition, not only on the field but as a professional, as a guy who's uh, out to prove himself and as a leader. Uh, he's been nothing but what we've expected and, and it's been nice for myself to have a veteran come in who's able to do the things necessary to play at a high level at that position which is hard to do in this league uh he's been outstanding and uh shoot i hopefully he plays a lot of years with us all right eric weddle you have proven to be the delight that all had uh, promised you would be um, good luck in your continued pursuit of the AFC West crown. I have already ordained it to be so. Maybe just one thing to Mike McCoy. Tell him to put the numbers back on the side of the hat. That's the coolest look is when you guys have the numbers on the white. I know. Helmets. I've been saying that, too. When we had our 50th anniversary, we wore those jerseys. Man, those are the cleanest, cleanest jerseys and the helmets. So we got to bring those back. Just get out a black marker and write in your number right on the hat there, and then uh, you're uh, a team leader. And then what are they going for it. Ah, well, listen, you know what? It'll make you a hero to the people of San Diego. <laughs> All right, listen, Eric Weddle legitimately doing great work out there for a number of great causes. The latest, like I say, is uh, Eric Weddle's collection of game day jewelry, which benefits uh, – what's the uh, what's the cause that uh, for, for battered women? And you're also doing good work with uh, breast cancer, yes? Yeah, it's, uh, it's a great cause, uh, obviously, with what's been going on not only in the NFL but – in the world, I mean, uh, just, you know, the battered women and, and just the, the violence by it, it, it should never uh, be, it should never happen. So anything that is approached, I'll go to that, and I don't get anything from it, which is nice. Just uh, being able to support a cause is, is good enough for me. Well, good for you, good guy, and uh, like I say, continued uh, best to your team and, uh, and to the Utes as well. They're doing some nice stuff out right. there without you in Salt you Lake guys. City. All right, take care. Eric Weddle. All right, so there he goes. Good fella there, and speaking of good fellas, get in here, handsome Hank, and from NFL.com and NFL Now and NFL Network, Elliot Harrison, your time has arrived, fellas. Get into Studio 66. You listen to it's always a good time. I know we're jam-packed, but it's always a good time to flip the coin there. You know, I love the coin flip part of it. If you didn't love the coin flip before the last Super Bowl, surely you fell in love with it watching Broadway Joe do it. Fumbled to try and make it work. Either way, that's in the rearview mirror. Let's do some coin flips here and now, fellas. And we'll start out with this one. First of all, there we go. Oh, there it is. Coin. That's sweet. The production level through the roof here in Studio 66. All right, Black Tie really likes this one. Black Tie behind the glass is a fan of this question, so I will honor him by asking it. You can only have one quarterback for the next decade. Russell Wilson, Andrew Luck, handsome, I start with you. I will take – I'm just a traditionalist. I'm going to take Andrew Luck. I think Andrew Luck will com, will is, is continuing to get better. And I think uh, he's the guy. He's the man. He's the man that I would want. Russell Wilson's great. I'm not saying he's not, but I'm going to go with Andrew Luck. I still think Andrew Luck's a little overrated, but I'd rather have him for the next 10 years. Why do you say overrated? I know everybody, 
I just seems to think that Andrew Luck is like destined for the Hall of Fame and he's a top five quarterback. This just in, Andrew Luck is not a top five quarterback. I will name five quarterbacks right now that I would take over Andrew Luck. Well, I can do that too, but yes, I'd like but, to hear your list. But, uh, well, I can tell you that last year when I had Ben Roethlisberger as my five and not Andrew Luck, I got absolutely destroyed. So it's the big four. Yeah, right. So you're still putting Bra- – but are you really in 2014 Absol- putting Brady ahead of Andrew Luck? If we're Luck? talking about you got to win a game right now, I still want Tom Brady with the same personnel – over Andrew Luck, absolutely. I have no problem with Andrew Luck, but, I mean, you can't just ignore a guy's postseason turnovers. I mean, you you can't just be like, oh, that didn't happen. Look how great he looks. Hey, there's a lot more to football than fantasy points. He's a very, very good player. So is Russell Wilson. Now, all that being said, I will go with you. Because I think Andrew Luck is still a better pocket passer. But we're talking about the next 10 years. Right, right, right. So... What Russell Wilson was able to do against Washington, I got news for you. Steve Grogan used to run around like that in the late 70s, and then by the mid-80s, his knees would not allow that anymore. You know, Russell Wilson's not going to be able to run as smoothly and as as quickly uh, 10 years down the line as he's able to now. And that's not disparaging him. That's just wear and tear. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, you know, you watch Andrew Luck. You also watch last Sunday. You watch Blake Bortles run around, and really it wasn't just me as a as a guy who has watched the entirety of Ben Roethlisberger's career, but it really was like looking into a time machine back to his early years. Bortles moves better than Roethlisberger, but now you watch, and that's the reality. Roethlisberger was, people don't remember, that was a guy who could run around Definitely. quite a bit in his early years, and now you watch him hobble around. That's the future for all these guys. That's, like I say, for sure. that's it, grim it, reality, it, so you better be able to sling it from the pocket. It's been fun, and it's going to be fun watching Dave fall more and more in love with Blake Bortles. <laughs> over the coming weeks. I've seen it yeah. since the preseason and it just continues. Dave's infatuation is, is becoming, it's gone from a crush to an well, infatuation. Well, once Ben Roethlisberger to... himself said, right. I oh yeah, I see a lot I of myself in, in Blake Bortles, then yeah. that uh... I understand why it's happening. And it's, I... it's a beautiful thing to watch. We it's do. a mix of kind of romantic yeah. business, mm-hmm. awkwardness. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Thank you, Eric Decker. Yes, you've, you've hit it. What's not pretty to watch, though, and it will be a major obstacle for me going forward, watching those helmets. I right. mean, how much can I be expected as a human being with good taste to, to sit and they watch won't I think Blake I will shine through. Uh, they won't last more than five years, those helmets. I bet. So what, what, what did we define last week? Was it uh, aberration versus? Anomaly. Anomaly. Okay, so. You tried to define. I don't think you I, successfully I did. It, and, right. I, and I'll give you that. Uh, so define overrated for me. What's overrated mean? Above where he should is... be properly ranked. Right, right. So I think Andrew Luck should properly be ranked as a Pro Bowl quarterback, threatening to be all pro, uh, but not as a top three or four quarterback in the NFL right now. I don't think he has proven that yet, and he's got way too many postseason turnovers. I love Andrew Luck. I think he's great. I'm just being honest. All right, you say overrated. I want to get rid of – this is one of my campaigns for some time now. we got to get rid of this, the uh, superlative elite. Let's figure something yes. else out. Top notch, you know, hmm. the the cat's pajamas. I don't I know what. I always think with a Super, super Bowl, duper. Super Bowl, super quarterback. Very Would good. either of you put Andrew Luck in your top three quarterbacks? No. Not top three. I agree. Well, but I, I, you but know, Brady, he, though, has not been great. And you know who else has, has been let off the hook a little bit here lately? Drew Brees. Drew Brees. Yeah. Drew Brees has not been terrific I, I, this I year. I think, actually, the hook is beginning to get on him. And Roethlisberger is having a plus type year by his standard. 68.9 And yet the team's not scoring percentage. nearly enough uh, points. So, so yeah, maybe there is room to be made for Russell Wilson as well. And that leads me to our next coin flip. And by the way, I will take by a whisker. I'll take Andrew Luck. I hear your noisy age, but I'll take Luck ultimately. But the next coin flip touches on what I think has Russell Wilson behind the eight ball a little bit. And that question is the bigger impact, if he can stay healthy, Rob Gronkowski or Percy Harvin. We see Percy Harvin have three touchdowns taken away from him on Monday night, but nonetheless, you feel his presence throughout the game out there. Uh, EH, I'll start with you. All on right, this so we all, we all agreed on luck, by the way, for the next 10 mm. years. Uh, I, to me, this is easy. It's Gronkowski all the way. It's not, I didn't even have to think about it for a second because last year, Seattle made it to the Super Bowl without the services of Percy Harvin almost at all. He's a wonderful luxury, but to me, he's the whipped cream on top of the Sunday. He's not the Sunday. Uh, that Patriots passing game without Rob Gronkowski in the middle of the field, I mean, who do they, who do they have outside right now, guys? Brandon LaFell is a guy that people are talking about being a real playmaker for him. Think about that. Yeah, I mean, and, and of course, 
all the all the consternation. What's wrong with the Patriots? And and perhaps it's real. But I said this a fortnight ago that listen, it's a it's a matter of Rob Gronkowski. If he's right, he is their number one target. Take Julio Jones away from Matt Ryan. Let's see how he does. I mean, this is that's who Tom Brady wants to be throwing to. He's the mismatch week after week. Handsome, how say you? I, I think this. I hope this isn't foreshadowing what's going to happen in the red challenge flag segment between us. But I've got to agree with Elliot as well. Rob Gronkowski offers so many different things to the Patriots. Harvin is nice, and he's but he's he's more of a luxury player. The that Patriots offense doesn't work without Gronk. I hear you, but I just want to say just playing devil's damashek to my own answer too because I go with Gronkowski the thing with Russell Wilson is he has not had good wide receivers I mean he's not had good pass catchers they still don't have a viable tight end or at least a consistent off you know pass catching tight end Mm -hmm. and that when Percy Harvin's out there you see what a difference it is the distraction that he causes and in fact in the copycat league I'd go so far as to say that he is sort of the template. People look at that in the offseason and say, wow, do you see what happened with that Seahawks offense when you threw Harvin out there against the Broncos? Now we see Devin Hester getting all sorts of snaps on the offensive side, John Brown with Arizona, so on and so forth. It's what Dexter McCluster was supposed to be five years right. ago in the Chiefs offense, you know, and, and what Darren Sproles, I suppose, really has been with uh, with the Saints. It's interesting to see how Russell Wilson really can perform and run around and really be a nightmare to defenses when they're already consumed by this other X factor. How do we account for this guy out on the field? Mm -hmm. So, but but again, by a whisker, we're all in agreement and, uh, and we'll go with Gronkowski. Can I throw a coin flip out? Oh, you may. Yes. Getting into the spirit of it. Black tie behind the glass. Flip the coin. Won't you? (laughs) Worst replacement for a successful series. Val Kilmer is Batman. Or Coy and Vance for Bo and Luke. Duke you're so Hazard. wrong about uh, mm. no. You're absolutely. I mean, the worst replacement was the new Man Show. Now maybe I'm biased because I worked on the original one. Hey, I just. But gave those you the two choice. bums that they replaced uh, the original Kimmel and Corolla with. But the Val Kilmer Batman was just fine. In Kilmer's fact, I would fine. say it's top two, top really? three worst. Yeah, I mean top three at worst. Yeah. Right. I think Val Kilmer of the early versions was the best one. He was better than Michael Keaton. Really? I'm sad about Val Kilmer overall. I yes. wish he would. Yes. I wish he was. I wish his career had had you the, know, more those of new an Duke upward boys arc. Were, yeah, they were. They, they were, were terrible. They were a train wreck. Yeah. How did you feel about Harrison Ford replacing Alec Baldwin as Jack Ryan? I, I love Harrison Ford. I mean, I absolutely love the guy. But I think in that role, Alec Baldwin was just nails uh, in Hunt for Red October. Yeah, and but the, Ford wasn't too bad in Patriot games either. You know. I, yeah. I I just wish they would have uh, if they could have re if they you know could go back in time just start with uh, I, with solo. Yeah. I think Elliot's taking us way too far off football, so I'd like to throw one out as well. Please do, handsome. Um, Flip the coin. Can you got a coin for me? Thank you. Um, Sam Cook, Sam Cook, the soul singer. Ah. Sam Cook, the Ravens punter. More valuable contribution to the world so far. Well, wow, Elliot. No, no trouble at all. Go ahead. Why don't you help us out there, E.H.? I think I'm going to have to go with Sam Cook, the soul singer. Okay. Yeah, me too. Yeah, really? of course. What's your not favorite? The hidden, not what? the hidden yardage that uh, Sam Cook, <laughs> the hunter, brought the Ravens during their Super Bowl season. What do you think about the, what's your favorite Sam Cook number? Um, I, I, I think it's called I'm Going to Have a Party. I like that one a lot. Gonna have, have a party. party. Yeah. Dun, All right. Dun, hey, I know that we're shooting this. You don't want to sing? Well, no. Sing I know, a little. Really. I'm having trouble with my voice. I've got tea back here. You know, I, I know we're shooting this. We may not have time for this, but we missed out on one of the favorite games in here when we talked about the hunt for Red October. I know you know what I'm thinking. Oh, has Black Tie seen it? Well, he doesn't want to play it right now. All right, he, he's too consumed with the video. Um, all right, last coin flip of the day. I mentioned uniforms before. The Rust Belt reunion happening up in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Two divine old-school unis. Pittsburgh Browns White. may be going away. Pittsburgh Probably White. the Pittsburgh yeah. Road Whites against the home Browns of the Browns. Handsome. It's it's such a classic matchup. I love looking at that one. It those is two nice. together. so it's appropriate just, it, for that rivalry. It's difficult or to not rivalry, um, but it's difficult when those two are on the field to say I just like the whole thing rather than one more than the other. But I, I would take the Steelers if you had if you said to me you've got to dress like this for the rest of your life. I would take the Steelers unis. I I totally agree with you on that. I as a kid, I always sought Steelers at Cleveland. I I'm one of the few people I guess I really love the Steelers whites. Nice I, looking. I mean, the blacks are classic and everything, but I don't know that I like the blacks mm. any better than their whites. Their whites are awesome. And against Cleveland, it's, it's the whole thing. But if I had to choose one, I would take the Steelers. Steelers Rose. win because you know what's great yeah. about this? What the Steelers is? It's it's 
perhaps unintentional, perhaps not. I love that the logo on the right side of the hat means that when NFL games, if they're the road team or the home team, and they put it on the one side and they have to show the left side, it, it's just plain black. And mm-hmm. you know that the producers don't like that. They're, that looks like rubbish out there, that black side. We can't show their logo. And the Steelers shrug their shoulders and say, say too we bad. We don't care. Deal with we're, it. Look, think of the money we're saving on decals. All right, let's now go to – let's jump from there, Black Tie. <laughs> let's now go right into the Red Challenge flag segment here. Red Challenge flag is. And joining us as he does now consistently, he is the emerging star of the Dave Damashek football program, researcher of NFL media extraordinaire. It's Drew Christensen. What's the poop, fella? Dave, thanks for having me back. It's sure great. Thing. It's great to see you, Elliot Hank. Look at who well. is taking his uh, his Twitter advice from people seriously. Yeah, I see. I you, you had a little lilt to your voice there. People say, I don't know about his uh, his voice. He's low energy. Low energy. Well, look at okay. that. Well, was that well was more you know? I'll pick it up. Vivacious. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into it. And to be uh, safe, I upped his mic by. Hey, black tie. While we're uh, while we're making the red challenge flag picks here, and this is of course when we're, where we uh, where we do it each week here with Eh and uh, Handsome going head to head here. Um, dig up some of those names on Twitter. People were buzzing. We asked for and received many good options to name the Drew Christensen, um, you know, amazing stats. How about seg- stat was one of them. How well, about how stat? About just fun. stat. Stat. Statmosphere. From the statmosphere. Now we're cooking. Now we're cooking. Stat just happened. Stat just happened. I like that. What was the first one? How about stat? How about stat? I like how about stat so far. What stat? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's get to these games here. (laughs) First of all, let's talk about the game we were just kibitzing about there. Pittsburgh Steelers at the Cleveland Browns. If things break just right, the winner of this game could find themselves with a share of first place. Handsome, I start with you. I have, Dave, you're not going to be happy with me. I'm taking the home team, the Cleveland Browns. I, as a side note, happen to be with you, and you can see that that's but how you're, I feel. You're, you know, you're just supposed to give the answer. I and then... No, no, I'm allowed to do as oh, I wish I on this segment. Different rules and, for you. Yes, and uh, on NFL.com there is a segment now, a new reality check in which I talk about this potential AFC change. <laughs> What's that? Uh, that the Browns are on the rise, perhaps, is that they might pass the Steelers on their way down. I don't know. I don't know if I'm willing to buy that with Phil Taylor on the shelf. Yes, EH, how about I, your I pick? i tell you what. This, Throwing it or no? No, this I, I am throwing the challenge flag. Yeah! Whoa! I love when it gets thrown. Uh, you know, this stat and mouse game that you two are playing, let me just <laughs> get into it here. I just uh, Okay, Roethlisberger, Drew, confirm, 18-1. and one. Uh, yeah. against the Browns all time. That's uh, beats, what, Roger Staubach versus the Giants, mm-hmm. right? And I, I remember you and I were talking about this. Bob Greasy against the Bills is on the list. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the entire list, but that's really impressive. And I, I do believe – look, I don't like those stats that are that – are, Jason Witten has no touchdowns in his career against the Tampa Bay Bucks. I mean, those mean nothing right. to me. But when it's a guy that's played a long time in the same division with another team – he just feels more confi- confident. He's not intimidated when he walks out on their field and goes and plays. I think Colin Ka- Kaepernick may be in his head about playing in Seattle, for example. Ben Roethlisberger, he's owned the Browns. He's playing at such a high level. I would put him as a top-five quarterback. I would take him over Andrew Luck right now. And uh, I like Pittsburgh to win this well, game. Well, he's been terrific. My The thing that has been very confusing to me is, again, Roethlisberger, Bell, Antonio Brown, all having plus-type seasons by their standard, and yet the team just is not scoring points. It's, yeah. it's really weird. Yes, Before I get into stats, were you taking shots at me with the uh, – with? oh, I don't, I don't care for stats about so-and-so on a Thursday when it's raining. Not at all. Not is at that all. what you think I bring That's to the show? That's his job. Yeah. <laughs> no. Well, look who look, came in here with hey, an attitude hey, today Drew, now. If it smells like a stat and it <laughs> looks like a stat – Probably a stat. Okay. Mm. Staturally. Yeah. <laughs> uh, You're yeah, staring Ro- to deceive. Roth- Roth- Roethlisberger has lost three of his last four on the road against the AFC North, so turning down Ooh. there. Mm. But your guy, Le'Veon Bell, the first Steeler with 100 yards from scrimmage in each of the Steelers' first five games since 1960. You know, the most. Cons- Are you kidding me? That's quite a number, yeah. given some of the mm. guys they've had back there the, with Franco and the most Bettis. Con- the most consecutive games with 100 yards? From scrimmage, you know who it is? Steelers? Barry Foster. 
Yeah, that's who I'd go. Nineteen ninety-two. Is that right? Ten. Yeah. Nineteen ninety-two. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah, he was. He was awesome that year. He had like seventeen. He was terrific. He just didn't love playing football. He, he, that, that really was his say. He just uh, you know he did it sort of as a business uh, proposition to right. you know fill his pockets. Do you remember when the, the the Panthers were an expansion team? They shot a commercial with him where he said, "Every time I rush for a yard, I'm going to be the all-time leading rusher." And then he never ended up making the team. They signed him. <laughs> yeah, that's they, right. They let him go. He's in like also the infamous week. in my brain for being one of those kick returners whose job it is to return kicks and at the highest level in the sport and didn't know the rule that if you're back there as the kickoff returner, you must field the ball. <laughs> yeah. if you just let it sit there. <laughs> yeah. It's not the same standard. Right? Yep, that's right. Against the Niners. Oh, Good for you remembering great. that. All right, next game here. To me, maybe the toughest one to call of the week, and it is, uh, it's the Bears at the Falcons. E.H., I start with you. Chicago Bears. Handsome. A lot of red this day, this yeah. this time, Dave. Yeah, I'm throwing it. Yeah, two for two. The red flag is out again. Go ahead. So I, I, Tell look, us why. I, like, I think the Falcons at home. They're on that fast turf of theirs. They've got those two big receivers. They, I, the Bears have flattered to deceive. If dare I say it, um, they you uh, dared. They, they they get into these games and they get close in these games, but they're not. They haven't been great at closing them out. I'll tell you this, they're in trouble, are the Bears, if they don't win this one. Right. Assuming, now I feel, here's an upset special for you. I'm going to take your Dolphins, Handsome, in uh, in South Beach to beat the Packers. If I'm not right about that, though, and the Bears lose this game, a two-plus game lead, now we're six mm-hmm. games into the season, that's getting a, a, a tall order to overcome. And by the way, the Lions... With a head-to-head play, loss. Yeah, and that's why, that's why I say two-plus. Yeah. yeah, I give them that plus, the Packers. Plus, the Lions are ahead of them as well. So that, you know, assuming if the Lions beat the Vikings, that's two teams they'd have to catch. My uh, my assumption that the Bears were going to be in the mix this year will have been wildly overstated. Yes, Drew. Well, the Falcons are at home where all they do is win. Ryan has six picks this year, and they've all come on the road. <clears throat> plus, Julio's been balled six receptions in each of his last ten games. And to hop there on your Hank special about the Dolphins, this one's just for UEH. They've alternated wins and losses after their bye every year since 05. The Dolphins. Dolphins have, which means this year they it's going to be a win. Ah! That's interesting. That's very interesting. But now I like it because he doesn't like stats. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I look. I just watch the game. See, that's what I do. I I stay up. It's three a.m. You're always snoozing. That's when EH shines. I, that's when I learn. That's when I do no. most of my football learning. Dude, I stay up late in AOL stat rooms. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <that's good>. <laughs> Terrific. <laughs> good confession. Yeah. Um, all right. How about the Sunday night game here? The Giants at the Eagles. Oh, I'm gonna, this is a good one. This is a good one. A good I one. agree. But I'm gonna just say up front here. So this thing, I know that the you know some people say, oh, it's that's too easy to just write this thing off as the Eagles having a bad offensive line. They've kept Foles clean, so on and so forth. It's an offensive line issue. That's what the problem is with the Eagles. Once that starts to come back, I don't know if Kelsey's going to make it back, but Lane Johnson back, they'll show that they're much better. They have a higher pedigree than the Giants, and will show as much. I'm sorry, I didn't need to give you all that, but I now have handsome. Make your pick. I, re- I really like watching that Giants team. I think Ben McAdoo's offense make that, makes the Giants look like a completely different team to the one you kind of expect to see. But I'm picking the Eagles. E.H. Uh, boy, I tell you what, there is a lot of red. Hunt for yeah, October. Yeah, do it again. Pulling out the red challenge wow, again. We went three for three. Wow. I'm, I'm, I'm cutting it off there. Uh, I'm not going to push our luck. Three for three with the red challenge. Are you challenge. ready? I know, I know Ross Tucker's a friend of the show. You're a big fan of his. I'm a big fan of Pat Kerwin. And Pat Kerwin sure. uh, said this on the radio this week about Nick Foles, that he has faced more pressure uh, in the league despite the fact that he's faced the fewest blitzes. I mean, what does that tell you right there? I mean, mm-hmm. dude, the guy is constantly – yeah, maybe he's not getting sacked because he's getting rid of the ball. He just chucks it out of bounds or whatever. LaShawn McCoy, I mean, dude, we've seen week after week after week, and I do think the Giants are hot. This is a great game. I, I, I think you can make the argument Giants-Eagles is the best game of the weekend. I it's think, interesting. Well, we can make a lot of arguments. Sure, whether or not they sure. hold any water is another matter. I've heard people say Dallas-Seattle. Uh, I don't I, – I, I'll take the Seahawks. Anyone going to take the Cowboys in that one? 
No, Sorry, I, I, I think Marshawn Lynch is going to gash that team just like Arian Foster did. And by the way, kudos to me. I nailed my pick. I told you that uh, the Cowboys would win on an overtime field goal by Dan Bally. Why do you roll eyes, handsome? Of no, course, that's I, a terrific I just, pick. I, I hear you giving kudos to me so I'll much. Give you... <laughs> Damon Strike's a genius. <laughs> yeah, well, you. that's the thing. A.J. Hawk knows it. Uh, last one is, and we don't have to go through the whole thing, is anybody taking the Bills against the Patriots? No. Sorry. I, you know, I'm, I'm taking the Patriots, but I think that's a close one. And, I mean, a practical matchup nightmare is that crummy offensive line going up against the Bills' mighty pass rush. But then again, they handled uh, the Bengals on Sunday night, so maybe we're on. But that's Sunday. another one where we're talking about, you know, guys that face each other regularly. You know that Belichick's going to find a way to beat those, that Bills team. I have a question for you three, just just straight opinion. If, if I said the Cowboys are the X-th best team in the NFL – just looking at their team, what would you say? Just I'd, to pick a number. The first thing I'd do is turn to um, NFL.com and go to Elliot Harrison's power rankings, Ooh. which you can find at NFL.com slash Elliot Harrison. And you. then I'd see... Kudos that, uh, to Handsome Hank for the terrific you, promotion. Thanks. <laughs> there you go. Uh, and then I would read and I would see that I think Elliot Harrison ranked the Cowboys around probably 10 or 11. I'm not going to say. I just want to see what you guys say. I'd, I'd, Off the top of my say, head, I'd say eight-ish. Eight-ish? Say ten. You say ten? Yeah. Given where, where they are this year, yeah, okay. how they've played so far. True. i go around seven or eight. Okay, then maybe I was a little low. I, I got hammered pretty hard for having them 12th. And uh, people think I have a Cowboys That's you bias projecting ahead. That's you projecting forward based on wins. what we've seen, though. Yeah, what are you going to say? I just look at their wins. You know, against St. Louis with, with Austin Davis, I think that was his first start. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and they had the big – they had to come back. And had some plays in that game, and then they beat uh, Tennessee, who we've seen has been a, obviously a struggling football team. Last week it went into overtime to beat Houston, and the biggest problem for the Cowboys to me may not be Demarco Murray's health concerns if you know if he can keep this up. It's that they have no home field advantage. Right. They just that's have crazy. They just have none. What a yeah. weird, weird thing. But nothing better than a measuring stick against the Seahawks. You bet. And that's that's you how you find and if out. If they do it against Seattle, right. then you oh, bet I, they're going to be big movers. I want to sneak in one upset special here. I predict the Buccaneers are going to beat the Ravens. I am a Flacco whisperer, and I can tell you when Flacco ha- is going to have a good game. I told you he was going to he was going to do what he did to Pittsburgh a few weeks ago. And this this will be one of those inexplicable three-pick games. What? What happened? They lost. How'd they lose that game? This is going to be one of those. I agree with you. I'm a Springer Spaniel whisperer. And uh, <laughs> I I have the Bucks winning that game. All right, NFL.com picks out on Good picks Thursday. there. Go to NFL.com, and you can track down all of EH's picks. Uh, all You know, obviously this time of the week, we have everybody's picks up there. You can be on the lookout uh, as well Friday afternoon-ish for my weekly spoiler alert where I give you all the, not just uh, who's going to win, but I give you the final scores and a few, uh, uh, you know, gems for the fantasy lineup there. All right, strong picks as usual, but uh, let's get into the to the Drew stuff here. It's the matter at hand. That's Go not ahead. A, wait, wait. That's not a good segment title. The, the Drew, Drew stuff. stuff. I love it. He's that's, the mad statter. Ta- talking that's football. The mad stat. That's, that's the Drewing Drew. board. That Ooh, is statistically oh, cool. yours. Did you just sneak in the mad statter? <laughs> yeah, the mad statter. Wow. Wow. I like mad that. I like that. statter. Now we're rolling. Okay, now let's, we're let's, at full Let's restart speed that here. segment. Let's restart that segment. Wait, we're gonna, but we're gonna go with, we're gonna go with mine. You go, right? you go with whatever you want. But I, I think, like my ad statter pretty yeah, good. Was, let's was, do it. Was a nice one, but back to the drewing board is pretty good. Maybe that's the tag sort right. of thing that we go like, yes, it's time for the mad statter. Let's get back to the drewing board. Would you stat? Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> great, great ad. Drew Staten is that. That's that awesome. was that's that's the best one. That is. That is what else, handsome? I mean, uh, black tie. Run through some of the gems we got. We had, and thank you for all the uh, the tweets on this. I don't know of all the things that we ask. Hey, tweet us about this. I don't know why we got so many suggestions for for your stat segment. So I guess we're right. recording right now. Yes, we are. Right. I yes. just caught up. Yeah. <laughs> Alex Perry says stats incredible. That's a segment. Ooh, right. okay. That's good. One. I like Mr. that. Mr. What Mexican that goes as a matter of stats. That's an interesting one. Um, Philip McKenzie says, stats all folks. Okay. And uh, we've got a few more. I think that's an NFL. What was the first one that you just read? The first one was uh, Stats Incredible from Alex Alex Berry. Wait a second. I like Drew Statton. That's, to me, the winner. I mean, is there a better one than that? 
What do you uh, like, Drew, since it's your segment? Yeah, I'm hands off on this, guys. I'm leaving it up to the people. Yeah, this numbers are his thing. Words yeah, are not. Words are clearly. not. Clear, obviously. Listen to the voice. Oh, excuse me, fellas. Sorry. Uh, black tie whispering in my ear. Ike Taylor in five minutes. Ike Taylor's calling in in five minutes. Be prepared. So, all right. So, we got five minutes to go to do your stats segment. I'm sorry. It will be abbreviated. Take it away, Drew Statton. All right. First one, clipboard Jesus finally threw a six touchdown last week in his ninth NFL season, Charlie Whitehurst. Six touchdown pass, really? In his career, yeah. He that did can't it. be that bad. He did it in his ninth be, year. Aren't there worse guys? There have no, been guys who have sat at the end of a bench forever. Well, right? there have been there have been two players that it have take, it's taken them longer to throw their sixth touchdown pass uh, than it took Whitehurst. In NFL history? And, and neither of them are a quarterback. Well, I mean, some guys don't get this. Are you right. are you too floored by this? That I, uh, there's never been a backup QB who just never got in. None of the guys who backed up Peyton. None of the not Cliff Stout. No, who no you have to you have to have thrown a six touchdowns. Right. So I'm not. So you have. Oh, I see. Yeah. So if you never get there, yeah, so if you okay. then you never there. get right. there. And the, wait, and the two guys are not. They're not quarterbacks. Can well, I? Can I guess? Uh, LT. Can I guess? You're going LT? I'm going LT. I'm, I'm not. I'm going Walter Payton. Me too. And I'm going to go Marcus Allen. I'm going to go I'm going to go Payton Tony Collins of the Patriots. EH might have some inside ah, knowledge. Ah, nice. Both of us. Wow. Marcus yeah. Allen, really? Really? I don't remember. He was No, he was a good thrower of the ball. <laughs> but I don't remember he, it happening. He always threw one of those baseball. Was threw, it his he, last year? He threw his sixth career touchdown in 97 in his 16th NFL season. Yeah, I remember it was on Monday Night Football, and they made a big deal about Strong it. Strong work but there. But so uh, Charlie Whitehurst was on the Seahawks at one point. They brought him in to be their quarterback, and yeah. Matt Flynn was also on the Seahawks. Matt Flynn, didn't he throw six touchdowns in the game before he wow. joined the Seahawks well, in his last game as a Packer? Yep, wow. second to last, week 15, 50, week 15, 15 16. That's all, folks. <laughs> Is that, is that your walk-off? No, yeah, you're oh. you're out, uh, Drew mm-hmm. Statton. Here comes handsome, the handsome stat. stat of the week. Yeah. Yeah. All right, next one. This one is uh, courtesy of EH. He tipped me off to this one. The Cardinals punted 11 times last week against the uh, Wait a second. Handsome gets one stat better than you. This one comes from Elliot. What purpose are you serving here, Drew mm. Statton? No, I'm saying he tipped it off, and I think that everyone's going to enjoy it. All right, go ahead. Come on. The last time a team punted more than 11 times was the Browns in 2000. You want to tell me who the starting quarterback for the Browns was in that game? In the year 2000? Mm-hmm. Um, they come back in 99, and at that point, couch, it would be Kelly Holcomb. No, 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 no. no. Yeah, no. it's, not gonna, it's, it's premature um, to go Kelly Holcomb. I'm going to go Ty Detmer. No. Handsome, you want to take yeah, a I, shot I mean, at this? I'd rather Drew just talk. Oh, I, uh, no, never mind. I was going to guess Vinny Testaverde, but I'm on the wrong side of the yeah. uh, of them moving to Baltimore to, for that to be. It was right. uh, Spurgeon Wynn, who along with <laughs> along with Kevin Thompson and Doug Peterson combined to go seven of eighteen for thirty three yards. They punted oh. twelve times. Wow, so. that, that's like a nineteen seventy. Do you remember? Here's a weird little tidbit. Is um, do, uh, I know Elliot will remember this. The Browns used to, and th- th- it wasn't for like a half a season or anything. I think it went on for like three years at least that they carried two kickers, pure kickers. Steve Cox was a head-on kicker. He probably is the last head-on kicker in the NFL. And he would do their – he was their kickoff specialist and their long-distance kicker. He would They'd bring him in for over 50 kicks, which was weird because usually the sidewinder can kick it further than the head-on yeah, guy. Right. But he was there. That he was that, and then I, I must have been Matt Barr. Must yeah. have been their Matt short term, mm-hmm. yeah. short yep. uh, yardage kicker. Well, the Cowboys did that too, right? With the uh, bench press king, Bueller. Oh, Bueller. Yeah, that's right, David Bueller. Yeah. Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah, was, yeah. Um, that was just yeah, just a couple years ago. And Why then, can't kickers? This is a question I've asked before. Why don't kickers? They can't get shoes. I know they have one a kicking shoe, but why isn't the non-kicking shoe the same? Shoe? Why can't they just wear the, they, or at least make it the same color? Why do they have to wear one white shoe, one black? They're seems, a breed it seems like it seems like a weird affectation. That's not. It's an affectation, that's exactly. Yes. Drew Statton. All right, this one's from uh, from Twitter, and it's a fellow Raider fan, so I can, you know, commiserate with him. He said, "If we're going to be bad, I want to be historically bad." Speaking about the Raiders, so <laughs> I can appreciate that. 
I can't. I don't uh, understand so, why you want to be memorably awful. Well, if we're going to be bad, let's go all out. All right. Uh, you know, you don't want to win week 16 and 17. You want to go all I out. See. Yeah, I see. Yeah, practically, yes, you do want to finish as bad as you possible. Also so don't you, don't save, you also don't want to save Tony Sperano's job so that he's your, your future head yeah, coach. Yeah, that would be sad. That's one reason to that, be historically that's not bad. spoken from a bitter Dolphins fan. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, David Humdy, this is for you. They're averaging 61.5 rushing yards per game. It's the worst in team history. They're averaging 270 yards per game. It's the fifth worst in team history. Opponents are rushing the ball 55% of the time against the Raiders. It's the highest in the NFL. And only three of their 44 drives have been 10 plays or longer. It's the fewest in the NFL. I have several more here, but I don't want to bore the other four Raider fans listening with all these. And, and you know what? One of those drives, I believe, was the opening drive against Miami and London. Yeah, and they, they actually looked pretty good. Who was for, it? For, Lionheart? That, that got the, their, it's like their third tight end got the touchdown. Right. Mm-hmm. James Jones, the first play of the game, made, made that great diving catch, which may or may not have actually been a catch. Yeah. Um, is this true, Drew Statton? Black tie oh, behind is, the glass is reported. Has reported that we cannot because, as uh, as we mentioned earlier, we do video segments now, and you can see them at NFL.com. DDFP TV is what they're called. You can just search by that name, and you'll and you'll dig them up. Black tie says you don't want to be on camera. Is see, that true? I'll borrow a line from you. That's jive. It is jive. But well, we don't we don't jive, we don't allow jive in this. But studio. what came out on Twitter this last week is I have horrible cinema knowledge. And oh. I, was, I, I was tipped off that we were going in that direction. Oh, how great. Black Tie v. Drew Statton <laughs> in, in lack of movie knowledge. That would be oh, a fun game. I will, I will take the cake. All right, so Ike is coming up in one second here. Let's real quick blow through, uh, through all the picks here. We're coming at you on Thursday about 45 minutes from kickoff here. I'm taking the Colts at uh, Houston. We'll see how that plays out. Lions, let's see if they can get going here. I'm taking the Buccaneers over Baltimore, like I say. Titans barely over the Jags. Could see the Jags getting off the schneid there, though. Dolphins over the Packers. Broncos over Jets. Pats over Bills. Bengals over Panthers. Browns over Steelers. Chargers over the Raiders. Although, I really, that Steeler game, without Phil Taylor, and if they don't have Joe Hayden, too, I mean, then it's really hard to pick against the Steelers. But for now, I will stick with the, the Browns pick. Chargers by a point over the Raiders. They will show up for Tony Sperano, will those uh, Raiders. Falcons, oh, no, I'm going to go Bears over Falcons. Seahawks over Cowboys. Cardinals over Redskins. Eagles over Giants. And Niners over Rams again in a close one. They usually play close games, those two teams. All right, great stuff, Drew Statton. Let's go now, and, and handsome thanks to you for coming in here. EH, thanks for coming in. Right now, though, he is on the line. He is one of our very favorites and a very strong candidate for the Shecky Award for our favorite football playing guest. Let's get to him right now. Dave. Dave. All right, here he is, everybody. I'm sad to say that I have not been watching him play football lately after, uh, after that arm injury a couple weeks ago. I am happy to say, though, that he is always a delight to follow on Twitter and to listen to once a week on his Trib Live show that you can track down online, the Trib Live Review Show. He is, of course, the great cornerback of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Number 24, Sway. Ike Taylor, what's the poop, fella? Shag. How what's are we? What's up? Well, listen, I you heard what I said. That Those words come from the heart. I didn't like seeing you get hurt like that. Yeah, I know. But stuff happens. You know, it, it was from the five. My teammate ain't mean to. He was just trying to come help out, make a tackle. My arm was in the wrong place at the wrong time. I don't want to belabor it, but let's talk about that just for a second because I did not like looking at it. It was one of those ones that was not fun to look at. It was clear the instant it happened, you knew something was really wrong. Was it? Did, did it hurt, or was it just the look of it that was so that made you know, like, uh-oh, bad trouble? Yeah, it was all look. It was all look because it, did, it didn't hurt at all. Like, the crazy thing about it is I pride myself on being a tough guy, and I had an opportunity be tough so I was like man this don't hurt and it really didn't hurt what hurt it was after surgery man that pain and that reconstruction and just your body being cut open man your body ain't used to being cut open like that as a human so that pain man after that surgery for like two and a half three days was the worst 
Wow. Yeah, and I saw you taking questions. You do that on Steelers.com as well, answering. Everybody wants to know. You're going to be back out, out out there fairly soon, huh? I mean, I know you don't have an exact date yet, but it's going to happen at some point this year, right? Yeah, I ain't got no exact date. I'm just taking uh, I'm taking my Dr. Bradley's and Dr. Budabal orders because they know if they, they, I'm going to go 100 miles with no breaks. Mm-hmm. So, Man, they 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 gotta you know they tell me all the time I, you ain't them, but like eighteen days out of surgery, and this was a major surgery. Like this, this was no no BS surgery. So you gotta take your time. You gotta let your body heal, but you gotta let your body heal on its own. And one want to do nothing to hinder its healing process, and you being out longer than what we expect. So you know, right now they got a governor on me as, as far as like my mindset working out and just trying to get back into it. Because, Shaq, man, all I know is football. Like, Mm -hmm. I sit down and talk to my strength coach, and him and I had a talk, man, and we both agreed. Like, it ain't. Like, right now, for me, man, my life is football. So I ain't got no other plans right now but football. So they say I can't play no more until they ask me to hang up the cleats until nobody don't want me no more, this is me. You know, so it, in, uh, it, it sucks. It sucks being out, especially during the season. I love that you were down there in Jacksonville. You're under no obligation to make that journey, but I feel like you've assumed this position. By the way, what I was going to say is you sound a lot like, did you ever see Officer and a Gentleman, that movie with Richard Gere and Louis Gossett Jr.? Uh, he says, Richard Gere, he's like, I got nowhere else to go, is what he says. That's sort of like your frame of mind. It's like that. That's what Say, you mean. That's how I feel about football, yes. though. Like, football is my life, selfishly speaking. I, just, just talking like a professional athlete, it's a lot of things I put on the side because I love the sport. And I feel like you have really clearly made yourself into a mentor to a lot of the younger guys. We see Bryce McCain make a big play. No one seemed happier about that than you did. He makes the big pick six there. Is that the thing for you? Are you sort of playing player coach right now for these guys? I'm one of the biggest cheerleaders. I know playing corner is a tough position in the NFL. I know all the scrutiny and the criticism that comes with playing corner in the NFL. I know how hard it is playing in the NFL. So you have to mentally challenge yourself in the plays you got to make and the opportunities you have to make them plays, you got to capitalize on them as a corner. So when I did a Cortez, Allen, or Bryce McCain, or, or William Gay, making plays out there at the cornerback position, I feel like that's me. I feel like, you know, I'm making the plays with them mm-hmm. because they put the time and the effort in and practice to do it, and they just crossed over from practice to the game. So I'm winning. So I'm just excited um, for them than anything. You know, regardless of whether I'm out there, I'm on the sideline. By the end of the day, check all I want to do is win. Mm-hmm. So I don't care if the score is 10. I don't care if it's 10 to 9. I don't care if it's 37 to 3. All I want to do is win. So regardless of whether I'm on the sideline or – I'm on the field. That's my whole goal. By the end of the day, I want somebody to know, hey, Taylor, man, that was a mean son of a gun. Like, And for my teammates, all I want is respect and be like, man, the boy put his all in when he had his opportunity to play. So well, by the end of the day, as a team, that's your goal is to win. What is going on with the with the winning? Win the Super Bowl. Well, listen, I like the sound of that, but here's the weird thing to me, and I'm sure you've observed this as well. <clears throat> Big Ben is having a really good year. Antonio Brown is having maybe the best season of any wide receiver. Lev Bell has been a revelation in year two. The offensive line looks pretty good. Marcus Wheaton, Heath Miller. Why isn't the offense scoring more points, especially in the second half? Is there, what's going on here? Why isn't or why are they? Yeah, why aren't they? They're not scoring enough points. Given all those pieces I just mentioned, you would think this would be an offense ranking in the top five or six in the league, and yet the point totals, three against Cleveland in the second half, seven against the Buccaneers, barely getting, I mean, ten points against the Jags last week. That's not good enough. See, that's that's why I think this 
this fan this fantasy stuff <laughs> perspective and these fantasy players put things in perspective like fans they they become GMs now. They 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 become coaches now. And check if you just look at our history, man, that's how we play. Yeah. Like offensive wise we we never been known to blow out anybody. Like you're gonna get a couple of games out of sixteen games. You we give you two or three, possibly four blowouts. But man, all our games are close against whoever. Whether you think it's a good team in the NFL, whether you think it's a bad team in the NFL, that's just how the Pittsburgh Steelers play, and that goes back to the seventies. Like we we've never been a team to blown anybody out. Now I feel we're at our best when our running game is in motion. Mm-hmm. You know, but other than that, man, just from my past experiences, check, man, we ain't never been we ain't never been a team to be blowing nobody out like that. Oh. We we just want to win. All right. Almost like, ain't no such thing as style points in the NFL. You you might get style points in college. The defense now you got the playoffs and you rack up them points. But in NFL, man, it's either a W or a loss. Ain't no such thing as style points. I get style points because I'm handsome. A lot of people give me a lot of credit because uh, because of the way I look. So you know what I'm talking about, Sway. Now, real quick, though, you talk about getting a win. What's going to happen on Sunday here? Those brownies ain't jive now. They're, they're like they almost took you down in Heinz Field. That place is going to be gaga. This is the biggest game in, Bra- in for, I would say, last Five years for the Browns. They haven't had a game this big coming through town since uh, you know uh, w- until you guys get there. They you know they even have a shot at first place if they win this game. Check almost ain't paying a bill. Man, I almost won a lottery. Man, I almost made that shot. Man, them jeans almost fit. Man, I almost had them shoes. It's, it's black and white in my field, Check. Uh-huh. It ain't no gray area. So. Almost don't do nothing for none of us. Either you get the job done or you don't. So we won. All right. Well, what's going to be this Sunday? We won. And regardless of what the record is with the AFC North in general, we all play each other tough. Mm -hmm. Every couple of of years you might get a blowout because, heck, we play each other. So we, we know each other. It's like mirroring each other. But almost don't ever count. I can't. I can't almost do nothing. Either I do it or I gotta do it. Mm-hmm. So that's how we look at the wins and the losses. And regardless of what the record is, Coach LeBeau said best man any given Sunday. It don't matter who you playing. Don't take nobody for granted. Respect them. Respect them, but don't take nobody for granted. And just be ready to kick butt. And will the team kick butt? That's the question. Are you gonna put the brownies in their place? Man, watch the game on Sunday, man. Okay. We play at 1 o'clock. It's 11 o'clock your time. Get a good night rest. Don't make no excuses. Don't keep on and watch that thing on live. and see what time it is. <laughs> All right, I'll do that. Uh, Sway, you're always a delight, man, and I can't wait for you to get back out there. I really did uh, hate seeing you go down like that and because uh, I know how much you love being out there. Um, playing the game, so we hope to see you out there sooner rather than later. And don't be a stranger. I want to talk to you more as this season goes along. Anytime you want to kibitz about football, I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. So, uh, And like I say, give the uh, call sign out so everybody can find your podcast every week or find the show you're doing online. Man, y'all can catch me every Tuesday from 9 to 10 a.m. TribLiveRadio.com TribLiveRadio.com Every Tuesday from nine to ten, and check whenever you want to come on. Whenever you want to come on, man, I know it's early because you West Coast time, so that's around six. But if you're able to get up around six forty-five, man, and we can chop it up, go ahead on, come on the show, man. You're one of my favorites. Oh, Sway, you're the best. And of course, I, uh, you know, I'm happy to wake up. And by the way, I have a little baby now that uh, wakes me up whether I want to be awake or not. So I'm ready to go at six a.m. If if uh, if you need me, drop me a line and I'm in. Congrats on that, man. I guess you've been earthquaking. I've been earthquaking, Sway. Yes, I have. I've been earthquaking a little bit. There. Yeah, yeah. Once every decade or so, I like to. I like to uh, get the. Like to do some of that sort of thing. Um, all right, pal. Listen, 
Go get them. Tell those guys to win. We can't like the Browns. It's cute, but enough's enough already. Remind them who's boss in that division. You tell the fellas that, and then we'll talk soon. All right. I got you. There he goes. His candidacy for the Shecky Award for our favorite football playing guest remains intact. I think it was a nice performance out of Ike. Not a great connection, though, Black Tie. Not a great connection at all. I mean, he's a great guy, but the connection was a little bit, you know, shady. Yeah, shady. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But Eric uh, Weddle was great early on the show, though. Weddle was great. Listen, EA, handsome, Drew Statton. This was a uh, this was a banner show, and I don't like Ike telling me to just watch the game. I wish he would just brashly announce that they are going to beat the Browns, but we'll see how it goes. Look for uh, for we'll look well. We're looking forward to. A, uh, a banner weekend of football action. We'll be back on the other side of it to review it all for you and help get you ready for week seven. In the meantime, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.